0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. All right. Well, Aaron and Matthew, thank you both so much for joining me today on this Sunday. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to start um, with, oh, and by the way, congratulations. I know that Aaron, this is your first nomination. Matthew, this is your fourth. You've won before, but this is your first in nearly a decade since Albert Knobs, where you also worked with Glenn. So congrats on all the success that this movie is receiving but specifically because of its makeup and hair above all things. So that ought to feel pretty um, exciting to sort of be amongst the few representing this film during the season, which is pretty cool. Um, I wanted to start though about um, the collaboration that you two had throughout the planning of this film and making sure that you know, the makeup blended in really seamlessly. I know, Matthew, you were the prosthetics designer for Glenn Close's character of MAMA. Aaron, you handled makeup for Glenn and the other actors. So what was that collaboration like between the two of you and making sure that the work that you both did blended seamlessly? Let's
1: start it with Matthew. So okay, let's should, go with uh, okay. Them, yeah
0: Yeah, go ahead, Matthew.
2: All right. Well, you know, as always, I get a call from Glenn Close. <laughs> She says, uh, I've got this new role. It's a hillbilly elegy, mamaw, playing mamaw. And I, I've got this picture of her and I think I only need a nose tip. So I looked at the picture and I go, eh, well, let's try a bigger nose. She said, okay, <laughs> she's got bigger ears. So let's try bigger ears. And I go, okay, let's do that. Um, so I sculpted it off of a cast I had from Albert Dobbs and um, then did a test on her in New York at her home at the time. And uh, the pieces fit okay. They weren't perfect because it was an old cast. So um, uh, she had a wig that looked like Mama's and some glasses, of course, a cigarette. So as soon as I made her up and Ron Howard came over, he said, That's it, you're mammal. that's that's great, that's great. And she'd already had kind of the character down. And thing about Glenn is once you get those prosthetics on her and she sees herself getting into that, she gets into character, she just just becomes that character. So, you know, that was my involvement at that time. And Aaron, you want to take it from there?
1: Uh, yeah, yes. And, um, you know, Matthew did this beautiful test makeup. And, uh, when I was hired initially, I knew that Amy Adams was going to be in it and, um, that Patricia Dehaney, who was our hair department head, had been hired already. So I was the last person in the mix. And so, um, I soon found out that Glenn was going to be in it and that they'd already done a makeup test. And then I would be taking over, uh, Matthew's brilliant work and um, applying Glenn's makeup every day, which I was super thrilled about, uh, especially because to get to work with not only Amy, but to get to work with Glenn was a total dream come true um, for makeup artists, knowing that she, uh, both, both of them actually love to become the characters, um, 100%. And, um, I did my first test with, with Glenn and um, just made a few minor adjustments and ran them by Matthew to make sure that he was happy with everything. And um, the only adjustments I really made were, were that the the camera that we were using was the Sony Venice and that it was very film quality. And I knew that I could pump up a little bit more of the freckling and the um, deterioration kind of from the sun and all those kind of little marks and age spots and the aging, I could pump it up a little bit more so that we weren't missing out on seeing that kind of texture on Glenn's skin, who has pretty much no pores. She's just like a poreless, lovely, incredible skinned person. Yeah. So, um, I did that. And with uh, Matthew's blessing, we went forward from there and, um, so that was my initial involvement was uh, like, a, I think it was like a month before we started shooting. And then, and we also did, um, my friend Dave did a, a, some prosthetics on Amy's nose and we did some deterioration makeup on Amy. Um I, I did actually <laughs> did some deterioration makeup on, on Amy for her application every day where she was a little bit of a harder beauty makeup, um, harder looking um beauty makeup, and mm-hmm. then these prosthetics on her nose, as well as her deterioration makeup for later when she was um an older um, you know, had been abusing drugs for quite a few years at that point. So she needed to look a little bit more aged. Um and then so that was that was how how that all started. And we, you know, it was a big team, a big team effort, which between Matthew, Patty,
0: and I. Right. And I actually wanted to follow up on that with Amy's character specifically, because unlike Glenn, we see Amy through several years, whereas with Glenn, we really just see her at one point in time. Can you speak to the challenges specifically with the skin of making her look younger than she really is, but then also making her look very much older later when you see her um, in life
1: well we did see we do see Gwen later on in life when right, she's right. um when she's passing uh, just nice. for a brief moment yeah but um Amy had um you know we I it had a lot to do with her hairstyles as well with her more youthful hairstyle it was 1997 is what we were going for and also middle of the country so we wanted it to be a little even a little bit younger looking so we um I ended up doing uh, Amy also has beautiful skin and um, I wanted her to look like she, um, spent a lot of time in the sun. She was, uh, her character Bev was somebody that, you know, went in the tanning bed and spent a lot of time, um, you know, doing outdoor activities. So I wanted to show that she had some, uh, some sun damage on her skin, on her neck, her chest, around her hairline. And so I added all that in, I made her tanner had a little bit of a harder eyeliner as well as, um, kind of chunky mascara and I wanted an undefined lip on, on her. So I just did kind of a little bit of a tint in the middle, um, on her and some bronzer. So for her younger look, it was just a little bit harder than you would normally see as a beauty makeup. And then for her older look, um, when she's been doing drugs for a long time, I, I did, um, stretch and stipple makeup on her every day, as well as the two prosthetics. And I did, um, a lot of aging as far as hand painting a lot of lines in uh, and um, doing a lot of um, uh, age makeup as far as um, spots and um, patchiness and making her look a lot more weathered. And um, so, and then of course the wigs uh, that Patty did, um, um, Stacy Butterworth did, um, did Amy's wigs and Marshall Carnival uh, did Glenn's wigs. And so uh, the wigs, I mean, it's a a complete look, you know, it's the the costumes, it's the hair and the makeup make for the full character.
0: Yeah, and I remember just following up on what you said, I read somewhere that you decided to go with hand painting as opposed to airbrushing. What does that entail? And why did you decide to make that decision?
1: I just wanted it to be very organic. And I also knew that, I had to be doing a fast application on Glenn and on Amy because we had incredible time constraints. Uh, Ron Howard likes to shoot very quickly. He wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be um, a big uh, you know application process. We wanted to make sure that um, we have had minor a minor working and sometimes a few minors working. And um, so I just knew that, I didn't want to uh, wait on cleaning an airbrush I didn't want to have to uh, worry about the mixes or anything I just wanted to work straight out of a out of a palette so I designed it so that I could take everything to set with me I was confident in the in, in what I was doing and I don't I don't think that um, that it needed to be a uh, full coverage makeup uh, I wanted their skin to show through everything I didn't want to do tons of, of color on top of it I wanted everything to be precisely applied exactly where I wanted it. So that's part of it is that I wanted it to be very precise. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, Matthew, I remember, you know, Glenn certainly isn't new to prosthetics. I, you know, I think one of her greatest performances is Albert Knobs, which you were last nominated for. And so does it feel sort of like you're working with a pro when it comes to makeup and hair? And so when Glenn enters your world, does, is this sort of is there a heightened sense of comfort that she has when she's with you, as opposed to other actors, since she's sort of done a bunch of this before with these prosthetics?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, she trusts me explicitly Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm one of those uh, prosthetic artists that doesn't like to cover an actress's face completely and just, you know, lose them in that character. I want them. To be able to become that character, and uh, you know, not be inhibited by the prosthetic. So it was very important meeting me to, to keep anything that I designed for her it to a minimum. Mm-hmm. And uh, no big cheat pieces, no over the top old age. You know, let the let the let Aaron's makeup speak for uh, for itself, and keep it to a minimum. And let her skin show through. So I think that's why she comes to me all the time. Because she, you know our our symbiotic relationship really started on Albert Nobbs when when I was designing that that look for her. I mean, I went through the the, the noses several times. You know, tried plumpers and teeth and and plumpers behind the ears and things like that for Albert Nobbs. And it, you know, by by doing that and doing those little subtle things, I think it really, really helps the look and helps her with her character.
0: Mm -hmm. And I believe you said earlier that you met with her first in March of 2019, if I'm not mistaken, when she first approached you about wanting to get involved with this and production, I believe, with filming began that summer in June, I believe. Um, so is that a pretty average time frame for you to prepare prosthetics? Or did you feel sort of a unique time pressure that you had from March to, you know, when they got started with filming just a couple months later in June? No, not yeah?
2: really. I mean, it's just, it's usually less time than that. Okay. Know? I mean, but she called me, she must've called me immediately once she, signed on to the role because it was it it was it was a long time between when we did the test and when they started shooting so uh, she knew she had that role and she I, I think I was the first call she made and said you know let, let's get on this and uh, and when we did and I did the test uh, I knew I I needed new, Uh, uh, a new nose cast, a new ear cast, because it had been quite a few years since that other face cast. So when I did do the nose cast, I thought, you know, I really want this nose to lap under uh, the nostrils. So I had her breathe through her mouth and took the cast of her nose uh, that way. That way I could get way up into the nostrils and make a, a really nice snug Nose that Aaron could put on, you know, it fit like a, a, a jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. under the nose. And um, of course, I didn't know Aaron was going to, I didn't know who was going to do the onset makeups. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I found out Aaron was going to be the department head and be able to do this makeup and Amy's makeup, I was just right. totally relieved because Aaron, I, I, Aaron and I have known each other for a long time. And I t- totally trust her with this, and because she's a very subtle makeup artist. Also, it's just a perfect relationship, working relationship, and she just did a beautiful job doing the application.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. You've both known each other for a long time, but this is your was your first time working together. Is that correct? Or yeah, wow, yeah, it's the uh, first time. I working worked.
1: Together. Yeah, I w- I worked for Matthew many years ago. Oh, okay. In the makeup effects shops, I used to work in. Um, in the makeup but effects shops. But that was making molds, yeah. <laughs> so Matthew always managed to give me, you know, when I needed some extra work back then in the '80s, um, he would always kind of say, "Oh, come do these molds for me," and I was always so grateful. Um, so, but this was the first time that we got to work together in a, in a proper film setting, and um, we had a it was it was great, and um, and uh, I bowed to his expertise on every turn and um i was um it was it was such a a joy to apply that makeup it's a it's a beautiful makeup it it was um i learned quite a bit about uh different uh products that i hadn't used before and i was very pleased with it so it was um it was a joy to work on and it was a joy to work with glenn and amy as well as well as the rest of the cast
0: yeah. Um, I want to ask you both, and Aaron, we could start with you um, about the research in studying the real life, Bev, Ma, and the other characters. Obviously, uh, Mama was no longer with us, so you didn't have her to meet. But um, Aaron, did you meet Bev? Obviously, you met JD. Did you meet um, Haley Bennett's character, any of the others? At, and um, how did that help getting that face time with them?
1: Well, initially I read the book. So okay. as soon as I was called by Diana for um, she basically just said the job is yours. And I was thrilled about that. Um, it doesn't happen very often. You just kind of get handed the incredible job working for Ron Howard. Um, and then Virginia Johnson, our brilliant costume designer, sent me her, book because she'd already been on the job for a while I, I like I said I think I was the last of the team to be hired mm-hmm. and I immediately, I immediately received that and started going through all the pictures I, I listened to the book um, driving to work because I was working on a job at the time and um, so I started there and then of course I got to see the makeup that Matthew designed the test that he did and I started comparing pictures of Bev and Amy and what I thought I could change with her. Got on that right away um, through uh, my friend, Dave, who um, made the pieces for me. And, um, and I didn't get to meet the family until deep into production. They okay. all came to set and they were all so excited to not only be on set, but to meet everybody and to revisit Mama because that was, She'd been passed for about 15 years at that point and um, one of her children was very emotionally um, taken with seeing her again and seeing Glenn uh, portraying Mama and um, I get, did get to meet the other family members. Um, I didn't spend a ton of time with them, but I did get to meet them and um, I was um, I was very happy that they were that they felt that we had, done justice to their family members. And <clears throat> that made, made me, um, made me very happy. Mm-hmm. So um, they were all very happy with it. It was, it was, it was emotional. It was, it yeah. was amazing to, to, to see them see their family members in, in front of them, you know, yeah. younger versions too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Matthew, did you spend a lot of time looking at photos, home movies of Mama when she was alive or? <laughs>
2: You know what? I actually didn't. I got okay. that one picture of Mamo, It was a close up. It was kind of bad. And you know, th- that's the thing about designing a character that really lived through all this time is that you don't want to try to hit that, ki- that, that look okay. right on the head. You want to get the essence of the character. Mm-hmm. And you want to, you know, you, you got Glenn close his face. Yet, you want to put a little bit of Mamma's real face into it by doing the nose, by doing the ears and, and subtle paint work here and there. So, it, it's a matter of getting the essence of the character and not really just trying to make a perfect look alike of Mamma. So, it, you know, if you try to do that, I think it, it's just, an, it, it's just, a point that you're going to fail, you know. Mm-hmm. You just have to get the essence of it. So I only looked at the one picture, and I, I got a pretty good sense after all these years of of characters of what we need to do. Because I know Glenn's face too, so mm-hmm. it was uh, it it was a it it was a great character to put together
0: and it obviously worked because like Aaron said when her family was there they saw mama before their eyes which is pretty You know incredible. I got
2: that letter from you uh, Aaron and it really brought a tear to my eye as sincerely I was just it, that's the best compliment you can get from doing prosthetics doing a character is that if the real life people that knew that character that person knows them and and got teary-eyed it it makes you it makes you proud you know it really does Mm
0: -hmm. um so you've both weaved in and out of doing you know work based on real people but, but in an attempt to you know recreate or imitate what they looked like um but you've also done totally original and fictitious characters where i assume there's this more heightened level of Freedom and creativity allowed. Do either of you have a preference between the two of either doing a true story like *Hillbilly Elegy* or doing something more original?
2: I'd personally, i I would like I like to do true stories because it's mm-hmm. just you know sometimes people don't buy it, but you know it, it, it's it's a challenge. It, it's it's really a challenge as as. As opposed to trying to come up with new characters, which is fun, but um, you know, in disguise, makeups, and things like that. But I think it's, I think it's more of a challenge to do a subtle, realistic makeup than it is to do over the top, character makeup.
0: Right,
1: I agree. Yeah. I've done a lot of um, uh, more probably in television than I have in film of recreating real characters. Doing, I did a. A TV mini series called *Feud*, where I was recreating um, Betty Davis and uh, and um, Joan Crawford, and I've also done um, Versace and the O.J. Simpson trial, and you know all kinds of stuff. And you and it, it it benefits you, the actor, the creative teams behind it, to have the actor be able to step into the character as opposed to wearing a big possibly turning into a caricature of the real person um it always just i just think it's a better way to approach it and um you you also don't you also don't want the the acting to be diminished by something that you have applied to someone's face and or uh, or the wig or the costumes it all, you all just want it to benefit their performance and of course the acting is what brings everything to the forefront. Um, um, and we get to see that that change happen in the trailer. You know, you get to see one minute you see the lovely Glenn Close walk in in her how beautiful she is with her beautiful hair and her fabulous sense of style. And an hour and, you know, 15 minutes later, she's walking out with a little bit of a, you know, curmudgeonly walk kind of hunched over and with her little gruff voice and it's just you get to see that it's a it's a total honor and uh and and a privilege to get to see that those kind of transformations happen right before your eyes it's it's one of the amazing amazing things about being a makeup artist and in the film and television business
0: Now, um, I wanted to my next question is also for you, Aaron, Um, want to switch over to sort of the reason why we're chatting. We are in the midst of awards season and you are nominated. This is your first nomination, which is kind of crazy looking at your, you know, body of work spanning, you know, since the (laughs) 80s, I, I was doing my research and I think you have a PGA eight Emmys, if I'm not mistaken. And as of the other night, I think you're up to 11 makeup and hairstylist skilled awards. Um, So you're very celebrated in the industry and respected by your peers, which is why it's pretty crazy how, you know, you've never been nominated. So this is your very first nomination, which is very long overdue. We'd love to just know how it felt when you got the news of your nomination the other week.
1: You know, it was, especially with this past year that's been going on for everyone, having a lot of emotional, uh, you know, everything has been kind of in the forefront. And I'm not really a big crying person. And it's this has always been this this whole thing has been a surprise and an amazing thing that's happened um, with Hillbilly Elegy from the very get go of, of getting the job getting to work with Glenn and Amy and the rest of the cast and Ron Howard and Patty and Matthew and like my team. And that was all plenty of an award like that. That was just height, height of my career. Like I really just so loved it. And then, you know, over a year later, it, the, you know, the, it gets pushed. And now it's the end of, of 2020 that we get to see it. And, um, and then it becomes, you know, heralded for, for the makeup and hair. And it's just so, oh my gosh, you know, it's so amazing shortlist. Oh my gosh, the shortlist. Yeah. And then I always watch the Academy award announcements anyways, because I'm a big fan. Right. Yeah. So um, regardless, and 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 maybe my friends will get nominated and it's just so exciting. So uh, we got up early, my husband and I got up early and he filmed me with, without oh, me knowing. Wow so uh (laughs) i was watching the announcements and and then when hillbilly elegy was announced it was just i was really just so blown away and i got very i got a little bit teary-eyed and my husband did too which was amazing so uh it's just been a really lovely um a lovely thing that's happened to me and to our team um we've just been giddy about it. it and we get to attend this year, which we weren't really sure if we were going to get to attend or not. So um, are you planning
0: on going to Union Station?
1: Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So um but that's um it's just been really nice. I've had so many lovely compliments from people about our work. And um it's that's just amazing to have your peers um to have your peers nominate you. It's it's a huge, huge honor. So yeah. I'm I'm thrilled. Just thrilled.
0: Yeah. And that's great also that they've recently included the hair and makeup category as part of that morning nomination announcement. I think before a few years ago, it was just the main one. So now now everyone gets to have that feeling of watching it in the morning, which is cool. Um, Matthew, I know you've already got one of these statues from your work in Dracula in 93, Um, but I'd love to also know, know, you just got the Lifetime Achievement Award the other night, which Glenn presented you with at the Makeup and Hairstylist Guild. That's got to feel pretty great being honored by your peers in a guild that you've been a part of for decades. So I want to know your feelings coming off of that honor, coupled with this nomination, which you know is your first. Like I mentioned before, since your work also with Glenn and Albert Knobs.
2: Well, it's it's just such an absolute honor. I mean, you know, I got into this business. Because I love the creativity of it, I love doing makeup. I just love it, and and to be awarded for these things and and then given the lifetime achievement award is just is just awesome. I I, I just I it, it's hard for me to form the words for it because. It's it's my passion, it's what I really wanted to do. I did not get into this saying, oh, I'm gonna win this award, I'm gonna win this. I got in it for the love of doing makeup and being creative. And, and I, I love all the aspects of makeup, doing a mold, doing a face cast, figuring out how to do a perfect mold to make a better piece and then seeing it through to fruition, seeing the actor become that character, and it, it, to be honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award is just—it's uh, just phenomenal. I, I mean, I have no words. It's just—it's just great. And then having this nomination for Hillbilly Elegy—I, to tell you the truth, I completely forgot about the film until it started coming out. You know in october and then it came out you know netflix was getting a hold of us and then and then here here in november it comes out and it's like oh yeah we did this film and then the momentum just starts to grow and grow and grow and it's like oh my God. it's just it, it's just amazing and i think when when they announced the nomination i was over the moon, but I was even more happier for Erin because she'd never been nominated yeah. before. And, oh. and Hattie won a few years ago for uh, Vice. And it it's it just, I love to see people that haven't been nominated or won anything go to that next step and even win it because uh, it, it's just, it, it's just, a, a, it's what Hollywood's all about, you know? It's right. what Hollywood's all about. Right.
0: The Oscars. Yeah, absolutely. And you three, you know, you both and Patty, along with Glenn, are going to be representing the film in a few weeks at the Oscars. So, um, congratulations to the both of you on your nomination, Matthew, on your Lifetime Achievement Award the other night, um, and best of luck in a few weeks.
1: Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Uh,
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.